This fact naturally decreased her popularity, and as early as September 1774 was made the subject of offensive pamphlets and the like, as in the case of the affair Beaumarchais. The end of the period of mourning for the late king was the signal for a succession of gaieties, during which the queen displayed a passion for amusement and excitement, which led to unfortunate results. Being childless and with a husband who could not command her respect, her longing for affection led her to form various intimate friendships, above all with the Princesse de Lamballe and the Comtesse Jules de Polignac, who soon obtained such an empire over her affections. That no favor was too great for them to ask, and often to obtain. Thus, for the benefit of Madame de Lamballe, the Queen revived the superfluous and expensive office of superintendent of her household, which led to constant disagreements and jealousies among her ladies, and offended many important families. In frequenting the salons of her friends, the Queen not only came in contact with a number of the younger and more dissipated courtiers. Whose high play and unseemly amusements she countenanced, but she fell under the influence of various ambitious intriguers, such as the Baron de Besenval, the Comte de Vaudreuil, the Duc de Lauzun, and the Comte d'Ademar, whose interested manoeuvres she was induced to further by her affection for her favourites. Thus, she was often led to interfere, for frivolous reasons, in public affairs, sometimes with serious results. As in the case of the trial of the Comte de Guine, 1776, when her interference was responsible for the fall of Turgot. At the same time, her extravagances in dress, jewelry, and amusements, including the gardens and theatricals at Trianon, the cost of which such exaggerated reports were spread about, and her presence at horse races and masked balls in Paris without the king, gave rise to great scandal, which was seized upon by her enemies. Among whom were Mesdames, the Count of Provence, and the Duke of Orléans, and the Palais Royal clique. At this critical period, her brother, the Emperor Joseph II, decided to visit France. At the end of his visit, he left with the Queen a memorandum in which he pointed out to her, in plain terms, the dangers of her conduct. He also took advantage of his visit to advise the King. With such success that at last, in 1778, the queen had the hope of becoming a mother. For a time, the emperor's remonstrances had some effect, and after the birth of her daughter Marie Thérèse Charlotte, afterwards Duchesse d'Angoulême, in December 1778, the queen lived a quieter life. The death of Maria Theresa, November the 29th, 1780, deprived her of a wise and devoted friend. And by removing all restraint on the rashness of Joseph II, was bound to increase the dislike of the Austrian alliance and cause embarrassment to Marie Antoinette. Her position was very much strengthened by the birth of a dauphin, Louis Joseph Xavier François, on October the twenty-second, seventeen eighty-one, and on the death of Morpah, which left the king without a chief minister, she might have exerted a considerable influence in public affairs. Had she taken a consistent interest in them, but her repugnance to serious matters triumphed, and she preferred to occupy herself with the education of her children, to whom she was a wise and devoted mother, and with her friends and amusements at Trianon. Personal motives alone would lead her to interfere in public affairs, especially when it was a question of obtaining places or favors for her favorites and their friends.
The influence of the Polignacs was now at its height, and they obtained large sums of money, a dukedom, and many nominations to places. It was Madame de Polignac who obtained the appointment of Calonne as Controller General of the Finances, and who succeeded Madame de Guimene as Governess of the Children of France after the bankruptcy of the Prince de Guimene in 1782. Again, in response to Mercy and Joseph II's urgent representations, Marie Antoinette exerted herself on behalf of Austria in the affairs of the opening of the Scheldt, 1783 to 1784, and the exchange of Bavaria, 1785, in which, though she failed to provoke active interference on the part of France, she succeeded in obtaining the payment of considerable indemnities to Austria, a fact which led to the popular legend of her having sent millions to Austria and aroused much indignation.